The Rewind 80s Mixtape Tour is back at the Wedge in Sale on February 19th, 2022. Relive the 80s with two huge party sets of some of the biggest hits from Wham, Van Halen, Billy Idol and more. It's, it's on, on like, like Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong, but wake up and get your tickets before they go-go. Doors open 7.30 at the Wedge, 100 Foster Street Sale. Phone 5143-3200 for tickets or visit rewind80smixtape.com.au. Party hard and get yourself... This is Sammy Hardon. And this week we'll jump straight into it. We're talking about the amazing... No, my first name ain't Baby. It's Janet. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. You mean that one? Fuck yeah, that one. The Ooh. one and only. Miss Jackson, if you're nasty. Yeah. How fucking exciting and how overdue. Oh. But this is largely in response to the amazing doco that was just on TV just in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. It was on Stan. It. it was on Free to Air as well. You was and I it? sort of jumped. Yeah, you and I jumped forward and sort of, uh, we, you know, we binged it all in one go, which was just awesome. But, it, like, I absolutely loved the doco. I've always loved Jenna, and you have too. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's high time we have a chat. It's very relevant, obviously. Yeah, well, it was uh, interesting because the big thing that Stan did was cut out a lot of the stuff about Michael yeah. and Taj Jackson tweeted this and brought it to light and they've put the fucking thing back in the Australian version now. Shit, is that so, right? yeah, okay. they have put the talk about the scream, when they talk about scream and Janet talks about Michael, I just think the fucking family has been through so much. It's their career and then their drama that they have to get through, you know? Absolutely. And I think I think that's the biggest thing that I took from watching the doco yeah. is 
like you think Michael Jackson, you think Janet Jackson, they're like brands, you know, they're like they're mm. huge. It's like it's like Coke, Pepsi, Michael Jackson, you know, they're huge. And you forget that they were just they're just people. They're, they're a family, you know. They're they're a, a little family from Gary, Indiana, mm. and and they they were just very talented and made good. And you forget that at the bottom of it, they're they're people and they're a family, you know. They they that they, they need that personal touch. They need that love and like to get so much sort of controversy and like constantly being hounded in the media would be really fucking hard. Yeah, you'd have to be pretty resilient. And the thing that I got from the documentary, and I hope a lot of younger performers get this, is, and I've always said this about young performers, when you watch a reality TV show and someone is 16 and comes on and does this great dancing, you're only 16! The Jacksons were fucking six, man, you know? I don't care if you're 16. If you've grown up watching the Jacksons at five, six, you know, up to whatever they went to, incredible. And I also learnt a lot about their love for their father. They kind of tried to villainise the father in the 80s a lot and I wasn't getting that from this doco. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think... I think, look, it, and it was also largely, um, you know, Michael was Michael would often talk about or address his peculiarities and his, you know, perceived weirdness and and so forth. And he would always sort of say, "I didn't have a childhood. I was, yeah. you know, instead of playing outside with my mates, I was on stage or I was rehearsing. Like there was no sort of downtime. And you know, straight away you just think like, oh fuck." You know, the poor prick didn't have a childhood. It's the the dad must have been a monster. But this is another thing you sort of really took from the doco. Yeah, the dad was keeping them off the streets. The Absolutely. dad was training them to have this incredible career. The dad was keeping them away from drugs, and it didn't sort of really occur to me as much as I think it was when um, either Tito or Randy was speaking in the doco. Um, and it was lovely to see them as well, sort of. Oh, Randy's you know, a cutie, there. isn't he? Yeah, yeah, gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. I always loved Tito. I always Tito, really yeah. loved Tito. Yeah. But um, they said basically, you know, all the guys that we grew up with in, in Gary, Indiana, they're either in jail or sort of died untimely because of drugs or, mm. or were in jail because of drugs, you know, like all, like a staggering amount of these of their peers. So, look, the dad really did set them up for life and sort of drill this amazing work ethic into them. But, um, look, it can't have been easy on the, on the flip side, yeah. And do you remember when Janet said, you know, what father says to their child, you're not going to uni, you're going to do an acting job or a music job, you know? Fucking Which is hell, exactly mate. it. It's like, you know, yeah. you're not going to do academic, you're going to do a music thing. He had a vision for them and yeah. I just enjoyed hearing that about their father because, I mean, he's not here anymore. Yeah, but the yeah. stuff that used to go through the media and you know what, it's a different form of nowadays we don't discipline children because they take mm. you to court or they go, you can't hit me, no, 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 right? That's fine. But in those days I was getting whacked by my dad. I was yeah. getting told 
do that, do that and don't break that, you know. Oh. And it was always a strict upbringing. And I can tell you now for these kids brought, being brought up by, you know, the old school disciplinary, you know, where you're running out of the front lawn because your dad's coming home from work vibe, yeah. I think they've turned out fucking great. Oh, they've turned out incredibly. You know, they've they've seen the world. They've sort of experienced everything at like the top percentage. Of, you know, the the upper echelons of of life. Really, like everything. I mean, they've they sacrificed their anonymity, but like they they've seen things that the average person just would not have access to. They've no. led an incredible life. You know, so exactly. It's, it's amazing. So, like, what should we do? Should we sort of should we dot through sort of Janet's life and sort of talk about like each point I, in the just, doco? What was your favourite part of the doco? Like what did you enjoy the most? Oh, look, I did. I loved seeing her as a little girl. I loved seeing Janet as a little girl and, and sort of how much spunk she had. And yeah. I loved seeing um, her do all the little faces and the shy faces and the smile and you know, other times where you'd see the attitude and stuff like that. And um, it, they, they, those little idiosyncrasies still exist within her now. I love mm. that. You know, she's, she's yeah. in her 50s now and, and a mum and, um, you know, you can still see the little girl in her, you know, and so that I was also, really beautiful. Yeah. I also really enjoyed Reby Jackson. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah. When Janet went through her sexy phases or got married, she was like, I didn't even know Janet got married, you know. She was always, I don't know what's happening, you know. Yeah, but yeah. I thought Janet, I never really appreciated the fact that she was such a businesswoman. Like she got on the phone, she did stuff. Like she rang Timmy and um, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, sorry, and organised that meeting with them and she knew which way she was going after Joe jo went, you know. This is the thing, absolutely. Like she, you know, you really can't take her for granted. She had an incredible team around her, you know, because um, obviously she had sort of Jam and Lewis working with her on um, not her debut album because the dad sort of controlled all of that, but sort of subsequent yeah. albums. Um, and, I mean, they they were hot property. They They... Like they were really, really cutting edge at the, at the time. Um, excuse the pun, because they did come out of the time, um, and they were really kind of yeah. car- carrying forward that uh, Minneapolis sound. And she knew it was hot. She 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 knew it was fucking hot. You know, um, Prince at the time would have been Michael's biggest uh, rival mm. um, right at that time, but. She was able to make a decision for herself mm. and, and, and sort of to see the music for what it was in terms of that Minneapolis sound and, and go for that. And I know her dad, from what I've read in the past, had a real problem with her going in that direction with the Minneapolis mm. sound because um, he was quite threatened that she sounded like Prince. Um, you know, he thought it was too sort of smutty. He didn't like it. It's not what he, it's not how he saw his daughter. And that's like, it's what she wanted to do with her life. Like Mm. she wanted to be sharp. She wanted to be fucking edgy. She wanted to be cool. You know, she didn't, Mm. she didn't want to be on fucking album covers with a fucking, you know, floppy Joe or whatever they used to fucking call them. Because she had two records like that where they weren't doing anything with the short Mm. hair and the, I think there's a cover where she's in the water and she's all wet. 
Yeah. Um, but uh, if you get the time, you get prints really, don't you, you know? So you're getting producers that have worked with prints and you're getting that whole flavour. And it sort of sounded different at the same time. It was a different sound as well. But the thing. sexual, the sex, the sexual stuff was there, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I, this, I was just this, gonna, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Oh well, I was yes, just gonna so. play one of the tracks off the the album we all love, which is uh, one of my favourite tracks. I absolutely love this. It's one of my all time favourite Janet Jackson's awesome. tracks. energy and so unique like really different to anything that Michael was doing at the time oh totally totally this was off control 1986 but it was one of the latest singles so it came out in May May the 12th 1987 I remember seeing this video for the first time and it blew my fucking mind because she had jeans on and a t-shirt she had this fantastic new haircut which was a straight sort of look that both her and Paula played with a lot there was a big haircut that was out in the late 80s where you sort of oh what do you call it feathered the hair into the face kind of thing and I went out and got that haircut but it was the fact that she was in a warehouse she was on her own she was throwing the mic stand down and she was dancing this incredible stuff not only that the song was empowering for women it's like you want to fuck me you better fucking be good and if you just fuck me I know what it is it's the pleasure principle you know and it was a new word that we could use against guys that just wanted to root you yeah yeah you know what I think I think People really take for granted what an amazing lyricist she actually is because you, Absolutely. for some reason, I think a lot of people assume she has her songs written for her. She writes all of her lyrics. And even though, I mean, she was she was writing about the world, she was writing about issues and politics and so forth a long time before Michael was doing it. And... Um, you know, when she was sort of dipping into 
relationship stuff and personal angst and so forth. It was really fucking insightful, you know, to do with yeah. guys and, and sort of like uh, gender politics and so forth. It was, it was really ahead of its time. Yeah, well, that's when you get to the next album, Rhythm Nation, where she does talk about that Black Lives Matter. Mm. And that was brought up for the first time really in music. Like it was like the producers just got it and went, what? We're going to talk about this, you Fuck know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's where everything changed. So we might have a little look at the uh, Pleasure, Pro- uh, sorry, the Rhythm Nation track because it's awesome. a fucking banger and it's the funniest part of the doco as well and I'll tell you why. Yeah. It just, I remember this coming out so, so clearly and it was like, what the fuck's going on? It was like a Mm. revolution, you know? Mm. You you Mm. just thought like, fucking where has this come from? It was just incredible, incredible. Um, I love the, and I've been in the studio in this situation, I love the footage when she's recording this and they're going, nah, nah. You know, put some voice into it and she's swearing at them. Have you ever had that in the studio where the producer is just absolutely nailing you, go harder, go harder, go harder, and you want to kill them? Yeah, yeah. See, I used to um, I used to mainly record with my band and they were very uncompromising. You know, they would really, really push me and it would become very emotional, you know. Um, mm, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. very... It's a very vulnerable emotional experience recording your own voice because as a singer you're sort of you 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 you're trying to do the best job that you fucking can but you know you got to you've actually got to sort of record that like get all that energy and you know what's going on in your head may just be completely different to what somebody else is listening to um and it can be make you feel very vulnerable, you know. Your, your voice is so connected to, to who you are um, yeah. and it was just great to see that insight with um, uh, Jam and Lewis like pushing her, you know, and then sort of uh, getting really heated about it. They, they obviously all really cared about it so much. Yeah, and not only that, it's professional to be able to argue like that and yeah. then walk away and come in the next day and do the record. 
and it's not – it's just something sometimes if the producer fires you up, you do sing better because the attitude – I could see what they meant, you know. I could see that the attitude wasn't quite there. Yeah. She's got it, but she's also very young still. and That's it, exactly. Very sheltered and, and stuff that, you know, all that stuff that happens in your life you've yeah. got to put into your music. But I, I loved seeing that part of it. I thought that was awesome. They really did care about the song and the sound of it. And most producers do. And most of them know more about what, they, what you can do than, they, than you know about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You That's know what a why, producer is, of, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's their job to push you, you know. And as you say, if you're all working on the same thing, you should be able to have a fucking heated conversation without mm. everybody getting fucking butter, you know. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, um, it, um, it was great to see Paula Abdul um, talking about the dancing and the choreography and, and Paula actually sort of, um, getting a few tears and saying, oh, sorry, you know, we, we all just cared about this project so much because she cared about it so much. And um, that was beautiful. I was hoping uh, Paula would pop up in the doco. Obviously she would, but mm. it was just great to see the sort of the love they had for each other after all these years. Well, Brilliant. they're good people. Yeah, the Jacksons yeah. are good people and, and you know that and you feel it. I mean, it's okay for everyone in the world to go, oh, they've done this. You don't know that. No you don't know what your own knows. mother's doing, man. You don't yeah, know shit. And exactly. the fact of the matter is Paula, she was the baby. She was the baby and Paula got the job to mm. represent the baby and how she was going to look. Yeah, And yeah. safely and, and of course, then Janet went on to other choreographers and stuff. But Paula is a good chick as well, you know. Well, see, Paula's star was taking off as well at the same time. So, I mean, um, really it would have been like a massive break for Paula because she was, I mean, she was choreographing for I think the LA Lakers or something. Like, you know, she, she did was, the Jackson 5 and all that stuff. Yeah, they'd met her at the LA Lakers. She was yeah. doing everyone. She's, yeah, She yeah. was doing everyone. But when Control came out, then Paula had her own sort of career with her own record. So that That's had right. to, to stop. But. Yeah. No, it's the the lyrics. Anyway, so you remember the footage where there's the four girls in the um, hats and the Rhythm Nation at the front just going mental yeah, yeah. while they're doing it? That was yeah. me. That was yeah. me and my friends around that time. Fuck, I we thought were, of you all the way through oh, watching this. We were going to army disposals and getting three-quarter jackets, royal blue jackets, I think, and we – went out and brought a whole lot of letterbox numbers, like for letterboxes, and yeah. stuck them on the freaking pockets. We wore our hat. We had names on the hats and we just went out and performed this shit. Like it was almost like the Madonna thing with um, the start of Madge's career. Janet had the same thing and I think it was the last time we really saw it where people wanted to clone themselves off someone. Yeah, you know? yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. So she, funny. She really went for, you know, Rhythm Nation was the album where she really went for that iconography. She was really sort of homogenizing exactly how she wanted to look, what she wanted to say, how she wanted to sound, like the movement that she wanted to create. Um, and it was brilliant, like just seeing her come into her own, you know. It was I loved I loved that album. And it um something really cool about that album, hasn't it still got um 
uh, like seven top five singles, and that that's like a record that's still been unbroken. I believe yeah, that's correct. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like it was <clears throat> just fucking incredible. Oh, Maggie's home. Ah, uh, she wants to be fed, but she's going to have to wait. Oh, little yeah. darling. How's her eye? Not too bad. Not Maggie. Oh, oh I might have to. professional <laughs> podcast, I tell you yeah, what. Yeah, I might have to That's kick so her in funny, the gut. Yeah. Actually, I will. I'll just this will be a little edit. I'll just yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell say. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go for oh, it. No, you I'll, keep going. I'll go. Yeah. So today, guys, you know, I'm just going to do the top five listeners of the '80s montage. You guys are incredible. We we charted with uh, "Sticking Your Dick in the Till" part two in the Aussie iTunes chart. So thank you very much for that. Now, with the top places in Australia, Brisbane. Melbourne, Sydney, Nary Warren, Nary Warren and Perth has come through in the top five. Perth we've never had before. Perth, I love Perth. Yeah. Hopefully so Nary, what's up friends, though? Hopefully my friends Andrew and Renee, Andrew and Renee Papp are listening in Perth. I love those guys. People well, Perth listening, are loving you, you the might 80s know. You might know uh, Renee Eris, actually, um, former Miss Universe. Oh. And, um, and Andrew, top bloke, he's a personal trainer. They've just moved to Perth. Hopefully it's them that's listening and sort of spreading yes. the word. That would be brilliant. So Nari Warren is number three. Now today Bunjil Place went on sale, everyone. Hey. The tickets are on sale, which is in Nari Warren. Get your tickets. You can get it on the website. Um, or you can uh, have a look at www.rewind80smixedtape.com.au oh, yeah. or just look up Google Bunjil Place. But, yeah, we're ready yeah. to go there in August. Yeah. Tell you what, Paris, London, Narrow yeah. we're, Do you believe? We're really getting out there, aren't we? Abs- we are, We are. you know, but we do need to book a gig in Perth, absolutely. Oh, fuck it. Yeah, it's just absolutely. we can't get in as yet. That's right. No one will let us in, but um, we'll we'll work on it. You know, I, I just uh, I just recovered from COVID. Oh wow! <laughs> uh, feeling good. I'm actually feeling fucking fantastic. Oh good. Especially today, it's like I've come out stronger or something. Yeah right. I feel like wow. fucking. I feel like Maybe James it Brown. Reminds you. Yeah, James Brown. Yeah, I look good. I sound good. I <laughs> smell good, and I make love good. Right. That's I don't know what's awesome. going on. But remember remember um Donald Trump apparently got COVID and then he did that fucking presser coming out looking like Superman and everything. It's like, oh fuck off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck I'm know. glad he's gone, mate. Mm. Um anyway, what did you think of uh, Mariah Carey with her fucking I wanted to do what Janet was doing? Uh, I don't know if you can, Mariah. I think it was interesting. Yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. I was like, you've you, got you two left feet, mate. Yeah, yeah. It had, um, I mean, yeah, lucky she's got the incredible voice. It, oh, exactly. It's funny sort of hearing, it's funny hearing, I mean, you would you you would compare, I guess, uh, Beyonce to Janet in certain ways, you know what I mean? Um, just because they have that, like, uh, triple threat kind of thing happening. You don't get the same thing with Mariah. She's not a triple threat. She's she's sort of no. incredible. Um, she's an incredible singer, like incredible fucking singer. But yeah, not but a. It was dancer, always going to be a adult contemporary, really. wasn't it? Yeah, mm. ex- 
exactly, exactly. So, um, yeah, interesting. I mean, obviously there's a, there's a sort of a cultural link there. You know, that's why sort of Janet had heaps of significance for her. But, um, yeah, it was, was interesting to see her pop up, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Tina Landon, they actually interviewed a lot. Uh, the second choreographer, it was Anthony Thomas, Anthony Bam Bam Thomas, who did Rhythm Nation and Tina. Tina did If, I think. She did, they sort of shared the load. But I found Tina's attitude towards Janet, because I guess she grew up with her, whenever Janet got a big sexual. I remember the Velvet Rope when she sat all those guys down and did the lap dance on their thing. Yeah. And it was the most fucking amazing thing that if I was a dancer I wouldn't be confronted by it at all I'd be like oh my god look at Janet go you know oh, fuck yeah. and yeah that was the uh, the craziest part of that concert the Velvet Rope I just thought it was amazing and I also enjoyed Randy Jackson a lot when they went home to the house and they had a discussion about it I thought he was really sweet and I just can't see any of the publicity those guys get, which is really bad, in their DNA at all, at all. No, yeah, I, I don't get it. It's just, it's just simply one of those things of the media do it. There's a pattern of building people up, building yeah. up the hype, yeah, and then, and then, like furthering the hype by tearing it all down. You know, it's almost like mm. a formula. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And there's a lot of money. It's, 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 there was a lot of money at stake with Michael, mm. and I really think it was the record company. the The royalties were going to be sent back to the Jacksons, and and I think they would have lost a lot of money. So a lot of these rumors would have been sort of started around that because yep. it was his time to get his albums back. You know, off the yeah. wall and and Thriller were nearly they nearly had the contract. And when you get your records back, you make shitloads more than you do when it's with the record company. Oh fuck yeah! You know, yeah. Uh, do you want, do you want to play another song? Yeah, yeah. What's something else I, I really loved? What was a point that I really loved? I found it really interesting to um, hear her talking about her relationships mm. uh, and the, the sort of her marriages and the long, you know, lo- long-term relationships, particularly with um, Debarge. Debarge, yeah. That, was, that made me really sad. Made me um, really sad too. Because they were like a beautiful young couple. They had both mm. come from showbiz families. It was just so sad that like she's a top chick, he's a lovely young bloke and like because he had a sort of horrible drug ha- habit, they, they barely lasted a year, you know. And um, yeah. it was really sad to hear her say that on their wedding night she he, he, he said he said, oh, look, I'll be back in a set to stay here yeah. and she sat in the hotel room um, for three hours just waiting for him to come out and he's he's out sort of scoring drugs, you know. Fucking yeah, awful. and look, a lot of that was the escapism of the marriage from the family and oh, her yeah. dad because her dad, there were things she didn't want to, what was the thing she didn't want to do and she went, I don't want to do that, Dad. Was it fame? She didn't want to do fame? She said, I really didn't want to do fame. I didn't want to go in every day and act and blah, blah, blah. And she had a really yeah. tough time doing that. That was that- happening at a weird time. That was happening when she was sort of um, uh, with DeBarge, yeah, around yeah. that time. 
Mm-hmm. I'm not sh- yeah, oh, I'm not, I don't know, I'm a bit confused. But um, I just thought that was a bit sad because maybe she just wanted to grow up and that's the thing, when there's no space to grow up as a human, you are perceived as a, a weirdo because you just don't get to ride the bus or you don't get to go to the mall or you don't get yeah. to do this stuff, you know. And Hang out with your friends. Exactly, and it's not as easy as the public perceive it to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else was on there? Debbie Allen. So Debbie Allen talked oh, about fame. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she never ages, that woman. She's incredible. incredible. So strong. Amazing. Amazing. And I loved Janet in fame. I thought she was great, but I just didn't realise the, the fact that it was just such a struggle for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, good times was fine, though, because she was only a baby and she was excited about doing good times. That's right, yeah. But then and she, she played sort of- that child, you know? Yeah, they've been bruised and bat. Or like, exactly, what does the one yeah. do? Yeah, I know. Like they, they obviously really recognised her talent, and that you know they 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 gave her material that they thought she could pull off um, mm. in terms of you know being an abused child and so forth. But yeah, that was fucking full on, man. Because yeah, I mean, I, I don't even remember that really. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, she did a great job. She always did a great job with her acting. It's mm. another thing that you forget. Um, mm. You know, if mm. you look at Poetic Justice that she would do mm. sort of much later with uh, Tupac and so yeah. forth, like that was fucking great. She was she great was. in that. She was. She was really good. And I thought she was awesome in fame as well. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, no, it was interesting, uh, interesting as well the relationship with uh, Renee, the second husband, mm. uh, Elizondo, mm. and um, how – Big of, uh, I mean, he was a, a filmmaker, a cinematographer. So, um, how much that played a role in their life? Uh, just the the constant filming for a start, yeah. but also how, as a creative team, her and him, um, you know, they would work together, sort of homogenizing her image and making her clips looking uh, look incredible and. Found that really interesting as well. I getting mean, ultimately, getting there rooted in the video. Yeah, I know that was quite full on. Because yeah. I mean, he was clearly she wanted to express that side of herself, mm. uh, and he was, I guess, as her husband, like showing his approval by being the one to sort of actually push the envelope and and pu- push that sexy side forward. You know, it was really interesting. Well, Janet would be very loyal as a girlfriend and there would be no yeah. one. Like that guy was hot. Yeah. Hot. Oh, fuck yeah. I mean, I would have freaking gone there. But Janet's not. None of the Jacksons were where they were, you know, unloyal. And they. it's the confidence you have in yourself. So anything that comes across that looks a bit interesting, because yeah. you have so much confidence in yourself. Yeah. You don't fucking care. You know what I mean? Mm. I find people really boring. I have to say it. Yeah. You yeah. know, they could be fucking great looking, but when they talk, maybe not so much. <laughs> yeah. And I really don't have time, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I guess absolutely. I guess she was really, really good in that situation. Let's mm. just play this fantastic track, which is off the Rhythm Nation album as well. Awesome. Here it goes.
I've got my white bulldog and Sammy's uh, got her black pussy cat. My black cat. <laughs> He's happy to sit on my knee today. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Because we're pussy. doing Janet. Oh, my God. My fucking pussy. Oh, my God. Do it, do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so miss you much. What a fucking choreo is great. Choreography. That, I, I think that's like that would be in my top three favourite Janet songs. Yeah, I right. I love that song. Was, yeah, the pool hall. fucking hot. The little short guy. There's always a short guy in a video. We love that. You know what? One thing that I sort of I always wondered if uh, in the in her film clips and stuff where they're like showcasing the friendship group and everything, and especially sort of later with the Janet album and uh, that's the way love goes and fucking all of that. How she she really focused on the the friendship group and stuff around her. I always thought like. I wonder if that's bullshit. I thought, like, I wonder if that's sort of shit, if she's isolated or if she does have that sort of group of friends. And from watching the doco, I was actually really gratified to to mm. find out that she, the, yeah, that was for real. She actually had that yeah. sort of group of group of friends around her. I think with the Jacksons, when you hire people, because it would be very, as you see with that fuckwit from Australia that tried to go Michael for the 50th time, mm. they would have to be very trustworthy and they would have to be very private and, you know, you would be part of the family really. Yeah, yeah, for real. Not Absolutely. just dancers. Like you would be her confidant in, you know, when when they were having troubles with, you know, when she was having troubles with a relationship and blah, blah, blah. Renee, though, the, the the second husband was really shooting a reality TV show before it even was a thing, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah, mm. exactly, yeah. Interesting, it was a though, lot more interesting. That, yeah, interesting, though, that um, we've never seen it until now, you know. I thought, yeah. that, was, thought that was incredible. It was, um, it was great to get an insight into all of that, actually. Really personal yeah. stuff. It's great to see her sort of give it back and give a bit of attitude and stuff. Like she's only petite, like, you know, she's only a, a sort of petite chick um, and it's just great to see her, yeah, a bit of fucking attitude and give it back to the blokes and, yeah, really cool. Yeah, she was a businesswoman for sure and you don't really realise that. Mm, you think, yeah. oh, because of the way she comes across with the, the voice and, and the dancing but... They just, oh, that's another thing. I looked at her astrology and Michael and Janet have the same ascendant, which is in Scorpio, and that's why they look the same on stage. They're very, you know, very sexual and and they're very striking. That's a Scorpio ascendant. She was a Taurian, which is all about the voice as well. So she would have enjoyed writing those lyrics about Black Black Lives Matter and all that stuff and it would have been really empowering for her. Yeah, yeah. Because they'd right. never seen it before. That was the thing, you know. Well, it was Black Lives Matter before Black Lives Matter was exactly. even, a, even a thing, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and Questlove was on there. I love Questlove. I think he really makes sense and he's got such great taste in music. Yeah, yeah. I just love watching him on his show and all that stuff. And uh, he's on the show with – who's the comedian that does that show with Questlove? You know, I can't the, fucking remember. Oh, he's funny. He does all the um, 
they do the singing and they sing like artists, you know, Baba Black Sheep, like oh, Christina Aguilera and shit. Yeah. Um, Who's name ever? The one with the fucking talk show. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love, yeah. Uh, so, you know, but anyway, I think uh, what I got out of it was the fact that Stan left that stuff out and Taj had twittered it going they've left out the Michael Jackson stuff. Pretty fucking telling. It's just like the, it is the, telling. Me- it the is. media at it again. The media yes. at it again, yep. you know, fucking unbelievable. And didn't you love the part when Michael and Janet were in Michael's I think it was Michael's bedroom and he went, I want you to sing Scream Like Black Cat. Now this, this was something that was really fucking interesting. So it got Mm -hmm. to a point she was signed to Virgin I think for 50 million reportedly, between 45 and 50 million, which was like, you know, record amounts for a female artist at the time. Um, She was approached by Coca-Cola and That's Michael right. and the boys had always done stuff with Pepsi throughout their career. Uh, you know, Pepsi had bankrolled Michael's tours and so forth and, you know, the branding right up front and everything. And so it was actually quite a big deal for Coca-Cola, um, which I guess is, a you know, a, a more premium uh, brand to mm. come forward. It really, it really consolidated her status, you know, up there with the best of them. And she was about to close. They approached her. She was about to close the fucking deal. And then because there were allegations against Michael, they rescinded the offer and and pulled back. It's like another company, her brother. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, and so she, she was sort of, she talks about sort of being, Guilty by association, you know, and, mm. and um, that was that was a real fucking shame. But you know, out of that came uh, when when Michael, I guess, could see that the family were going to cop it as well, which was like a nightmare to him. He approached Janet and was like, "Let's, you know, I guess let's combat it through art. Let's speak about it through our music." Mm. And it was just beautiful to see them writing together and getting it all down and just sitting on the bed, two fucking superstars, but just like two people sitting down and starting this new idea and amazing, just incredible. Didn't they look different though? They look like kids. They did. Yeah. And then this is probably one of my favourite all-time videos because Janet's wig and the smoky eye look was huge at this time. Everyone went the smoky eye look, you know. Yeah. And Michael just looked beautiful and the both of them together, it was like just, you know, the world's aligning. And I I love this and it makes me sad when she's looking up at the video and she's thinking about her brother. There is – it would just be fucking so hard for that whole family, like the mum couldn't talk about Michael, to know that – you know who killed the Michael? Michael was killed by the world. That was it. Absolutely. The world fucking abused him and all he did was put his music out there and made peace with shit that no one talked about and we fucking killed him by listening to fucking the media. And this is before Facebook. This is before 
any fucker can go, well, my dog's pink and you're red and you should get vaxxed. Like whoever fucking writes whatever, <laughs> this has not happened yet. So yeah, yeah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Madonna actually, you know, when Michael died, Madonna was brought into the focus a lot because I, I guess it was like who else can really sort of comment on Michael um, who has experienced those kind of heights the as stardom. well. Yeah, so she was sort of really brought into focus as well and especially because they had had a, um, an affair and um, she said something, you know, Madonna also copped a lot of flack uh, around this time to do with Michael which really fucking pissed me off mm. because a lot of them were coming to her and saying, would you like to just share your thoughts, yeah? So she came out and shared her fucking thoughts. Yeah. You, you know, she wasn't reading off a script. She was, she's a Leo. She, she's, she's obviously extremely sort of self-absorbed uh, in the nicest possible fucking way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was sharing parts about herself that she found similar to Michael. She got fucking sledge for that. But, yeah, she came out in amongst it all. I thought it was something really beautiful. She said, I felt like we had abandoned him. And she she meant, like, her peers. She meant, like, her and Whitney and George Michael and this one and that one. And, you know, people on of that echelon, she was admitting that they had... I guess just just fucking let Michael go, like, and let Michael fucking drift. You know what mm. I mean? Any mm. one of those people could have come forward and reach past all the fucking group of sycophants that were surrounding yeah. Michael, yeah. and just I guess I don't know, just tried to shake some sense into him. You know, it, it, it would have been very frustrating for the family to see this happening to him, you know, and, and um, you know, you especially saw it with Janet. It was very sad. Totally sad. So should we play? I know it's 1995, but should we play a bit of Scream because I love it? Fuck yes, we should. Yeah.
interesting it's how track. yeah, it's fucking great. Mm. It, and you felt the you felt the pain through the record. Yeah, you really you, know? you really did. And and one thing that I really uh, came back to with this song was it's not melodic like the rest of their songs. It's almost like it's really lyrically driven. Like there's mm. not a lot of melody. It's beats and it's lyrics, you know. There, there are sections where it's melodic, like in the pre-chorus and stuff, but largely it's sort of like slam poetry, you know. It's really Slam poetry is awesome. Yeah. Slam poetry. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Love yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they both looked stunning. They both had each other's backs. I think this was when you look back at social media and how people just say shit now and make shit up and I think this is the time the world worked out on some level that they could make shit up and get away with it. Yeah. Like it yeah. really wasn't a thing until Michael. Like no one really, everyone just believed their own way and, and had their own train of thought. But eventually society just started through the news and the media really just like a an organic algorithm of bullshit Ugh. that people really responded to for yeah. no reason. Just because you know, it all, was exciting. Just because exciting, I, I don't know. It hurt people. People like to hurt people yeah. because they think, well, if you've got all this, you've got all this fame and fortune, you can take it, the hurt, mate. You can take it. And it's yeah. not the truth. Yeah. They can't take the hurt. And like I, my astrological chart is very, very similar to Michael. He's a, a Virgo with a Pisces moon and a Scorpio ascendant and he has a lot in his sixth house. Sixth house is all about little fucking people that just on your tail the whole time watching you and you've just got to almost be psychically fucking aware when someone thinks about you. And I'm sure Michael would have been because it's a Piscean thing to know that prick's going to ring me tomorrow and he's going to have it out with me, you know. that He yeah. always knew there were people after him. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, yeah. He, Telepathically, um, I guess. It was sad because I think he was always, I think he was always dealing with issues of trust. Like he yeah. wanted desperately to connect with people but he couldn't fucking trust people because they were no. constantly trying to fucking take from him, you know. Really, yeah, really makes me angry. It's it sort of, um, I, I guess what made me particularly pissed off was seeing how seeing how Michael started becoming insulated from his family. Yeah, that's um, right. And it would be really difficult for them to get through to him. And I just think yeah. sort of, you know, maybe, maybe if the lines of communication had been more open than they would have seen the, 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 the warning signs a lot sooner, you know? You know, I have I think everyone's been there where you are so depleted and yeah. so exhausted that you just wanna die. Mm, yeah. And it's horrible to say, but some days you just sit there and you go, and this is, you know, this is I'm i I'm talking about people that are always after you and want pieces of you and you just think, What the fuck am I doing, mate? And yeah, you would yeah. curl up and just want to get away from the world, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a strong emotion and it's a powerful one and it's and it's also depression and it's also um, 
just stress and that can kill people, you know. They just yeah. do silly things or they don't do anything or they just don't know what's going on. It's such a powerful thing. Yeah, 100%. And I don't know whether anyone can save you from that, you know. I don't know whether that works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was – It was. Um, I mean we had that with James Freud. We lived that, you know. Yeah, exactly. James exactly. was an alcoholic and as much as everyone wanted to save him – he had to save himself, you know. We just couldn't nothing... stop it. You know, no. you know what I mean. It didn't matter how close you were. We we couldn't stop it. You know, no. it was we could all see it happening in slow motion. We all motion. watched him have his red wine and went there. Fucking hell, here we go again. You and know, we all knew. We had all read me. the book. We had all yeah, fucking yeah. read the biography. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. But I yeah. think, Michael, it would have been very tiring for him because he's putting – I don't even know how it universally works. How does it universally work that you write songs and you put it out in the world and you're, you're just saying things that's so positive and then all this shit comes – like what is that? How does that – that goes against all the shit they talk about where if you put shit out there it comes back. He was putting stuff out there and it was coming back really fucking hard on him in a bad way. So if yeah. that's why I think – it was the fucking money people behind him that wanted to ruin him. I've always thought that. And it yeah. wasn't the public. They just put out a llama with a flag and went, here he is, crazy llama. And they went, oh, crazy llama, fucking Jesus, look out. And they're all fucking sitting there with their dicks out thinking they know everything, right? Mm, and I just mm. hate it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, do we have any other tracks we can play of yeah. Janet? Just I want to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I also want to – we've got a little person that has joined us this week, a subscriber as well. But I just want to play this track. This was the track we saw in the doco where she gets very sexual with a lot of famous people and, and Renee was picking someone out of the audience to do the lap dance with. As a kid, I, a velvet rope was – I was, wasn't a kid, but still I was 19 or something. Um, I thought – this was so fucking good and it sort of went to this track. So let's play this track. It's one of my favourites as well from the Velvet Rope. Like a newborn child Holding myself close Pretend 
track well that yeah. was our recap of that was and please guys check it out by all means it's oh on God. stand give it a go it's really compelling it's great sort of when an artist that we love gets a showcase like this and actually i think i believe she produced it her and randy produced it so um yes, great to yes. see it them speaking it in their own words and um, you're hearing it from the horse's mouth. Shame that you have to rely on certain avenues to distribute it and they fucking chop things out. But, yeah, isn't um, that disgusting? Yeah, yeah, good that, you know. I actually I guess, wanted to cancel my subscription when I heard that. I was like, fuck you, Stan. Yeah, 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 yeah I know. Yeah, fucking unbelievable. The Velvet yeah. Rope, by the way, was... 1997, but I did want to play it. I was 27. I wasn't 19. I'm having That's a That's right. I think I was 19. <laughs> I yeah, think was, okay. I was like 20. I think it was yeah. 20 or something like that. I actually um, went to this tour. Oh, did you I've really? I've been to about four Jacksons. Yeah, I've been to oh, about wow. four Janets. I think Janet on tour is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Especially when she busts out Black Cat and, you know, there's a whole kitty section usually with all the Muppets that come out and woo. Yeah, you know, little blah blah blah. But I saw her about I, I two love years it. ago at um, she did um, R and B Fridays. She headlined yeah. R and B Fridays, and that was yeah. that was good. I mean, I was right up front. I got to see her really close, and um, yeah. the costume designer should have been shot. But I mean, she her fucking performance was incredible. Yeah, incredible. yeah. Did you think Janet was starting to look a little bit like Joe? I could see Joe in her big time. <laughs> Well, I didn't I not I fucking hell, man. I've never seen her look like Joe before. I was like, God, Joe is in you for sure, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's right. And um it's not a bad thing because I I really I don't know, I like that. I like that Joe yeah. was and they're having a really nice time talking about Joe and not like the media made out like he was fucking yeah. this horror movie, you know? Fuck yeah. Yeah, like an abuser or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, the Jacksons, mate, I love them, every single one of them. Yeah. And that fantastic. was a great – and we were going to – we were. I mean, I watched it twice and for viewers that haven't seen it, I've watched it twice. I reckon I've forgotten half the stuff that's happened. I could watch it a third or a fourth time and pick oh, up all yeah. little different things. It was so well so done much. and so interesting. Very nostalgic, especially when you get into the, the the Rhythm Nation stuff where if you were a little girl, you were dressing up like Janet and you were dancing like Janet and she was strong, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She was strong and it gave you that whole, well, if I can, if Janet can do it, I can do it, you know. It was amazing. Exactly right. And what's for sure as well, if you watch the doco, you're going to be playing all her music the week after. Yeah. And that's the way it should be. Yeah. She's a fucking that's legend. Amazing. And we've, you know, in a time where all of our legends are dropping off, she's the happiest she could be in life and she's yeah. still making music. So we should all 
fucking, you know, hold on to her and make the most of her, you know. And got a little baby. That was yeah. the cutest thing. I'm glad that she protects the baby a bit as well and doesn't put, yeah, her, put right. them, um, them on camera. Yeah. Yeah. Which was cute. Right. So this week we've got a new subscriber. Fantastic. Linz Jr. Oh. Um, from Podomatic because our show is on Podomatic. And, yeah, thanks for joining us, Linz. Very sexy, Lynn. Yeah, you're very sexy for doing that. Very sexy. Yeah, we wonder, fantastic. Linz has been on board for a couple of weeks but you uh-huh. can subscribe on every platform you want. Like hit you smash that like button, man. Smash it. Yeah, smash it. Follow us on multiple platforms, even even though you may just listen to one. I mean, I do. It's my show. I, I kind of follow us on a few different platforms. The only show I listen to. Oh, me too. It, it fucking – I listen to a few. It's my favourite, obviously. Always get a laugh out of the 80s montage, I tell you what. And often when you're pissed and you can't remember what you've said, it's That's nice right. on Monday to then be able to fucking listen back and think, God, I hope my mum doesn't hear yeah, this. But yeah, Of course, she's our biggest fan, so there you yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good on you guys. Big hello to our patrons. Huge hello to our subscribers. Please like, share, rate and review. Give us five stars. Write us an awesome comment in the comment section depending on what platform you listen to us on. And please keep listening. Get the word out. They get your friends on board. We love you all, all around the world. Yasu to our Greek uh, listeners in Greece. We fucking love you especially. But all of you out there, keep it real. Fucking love you to death, all right? Let's get some Greek Patreons on board. Yeah, we'll have a chat Let's do a phone in one week. Yeah, right. It's www.patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Brilliant. Any other links we have or anything like that? What about the Breakfast Club? Breakfast Club is if you jump onto rewind80sband.com or rewind80smixtape.com.au, you can join the Breakfast Club. But we do have an 80s montage website, which is the80smontage.com. Fantastic. And nice it's got everything on there if you want to subscribe and all that bizzo. And if you want to become a Patreon for as little as a dollar a month, but for $10 a month you get the extra episodes, what yeah. is the address, Semi? Uh, I can say it again. Yep, www.patreon.com forward slash the 80s montage podcast. Good on you. It's a little bit difficult to find on the platform, but there it is right there for you guys. Just Good Google on you. the 80s montage. It'll be there. Yeah. Now, next week's going to be piss funny. Very controversial. Mm. Very controversial. Mm. So Not please. that we already aren't. <laughs> We're stepping it up next week. Oh. Tell you what. Yeah, love yous all. And if it's music, mateys. Or cool shit from the <laughs> 80s. We're going to talk about it. Unreal. Unreal.